This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 9th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to recap a very surprising Game 3. Talk about some news, some injuries, and a little draft talk. With me to do all that is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's up, Mike? The year of the blowouts continues. Yep, that was a very weird game, man. Yeah. Cleveland is apparently unbeatable at home. They're 8-0. I think they have like a 23, uh, yeah, 23.6 net rating at home versus a minus 3.6 on the road. (laughs) Um, They're just a different team. Mm -hmm. No K-Love. Yeah, that's let's just kick that off. Uh, yeah. so obviously, you guys didn't miss that Kevin Love didn't play last night, had the concussion. After the game, someone asked uh, Tyron Lue what his plan is if Love will be back. He said, do I have to answer that? The guy said no, and said, and then Lue said he won't answer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, w- what do you make of this? Uh, I, the biggest concern for me going in was, what were they going to do at center? Were they going to play Fry at straight center? Were they going to play Tristan at straight center? Um, yeah. And that was pretty much what they did. The only bit, so their three big men were those two guys and then Mozgov. And mm-hmm. they only had the, a two big lineup for two minutes, and it was Fry and Mozgov. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, they held the four together. Tristan straight center was, was really the key, and Naguda hold everything together. And LeBron at the four was amazing. And so Mozgov what, only seven minutes was kind of. That kind of surprised me. Yeah, they pretty much played straight LeBron at the four. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you think? So what do you do with Love now? Like we said before the playoffs started that like we, we previewed this series a little bit, and we said LeBron James at the four is going to be like a huge pain for the Warriors to deal with, and that was true last night. So I think you start LeBron at the four again and start Tristan Thompson at center and then play Love maybe 20, 22 minutes off the bench. A little yeah. bit of center and maybe a little bit of power forward. A la Ennis Cantor. Exactly. Uh, very similar skill set, except obviously Love has more range. Mm-hmm. Uh, both, you know, good, re- okay, re- you know, I guess I'd call them slightly subpar rebounders, more so Love. Uh, especially mm-hmm. on the, uh, Cantor's a much better offensive rebounder than Love is. But, yeah, um, yeah and Lo- Love's low post game is just not there. And LeBron's post game last night on really both ends, uh, I thought he defended Draymond Green really well. And I uh, definitely like what he did operating and facilitating, kicking it to the open shooters. And obviously, what, they made 12 threes in game one and two, and then they made 12 threes last night on very good shooting, what, like 48% from three or something. Yeah. So that that was the key, making shots. Another reason I like that is because if you have Love staggering his minutes with Kyrie, you only have to hide one person on the defense at a time. Yeah, and that was Kyrie was a lot better on defense, too. Yeah, and that was. Um, I guess we'll kind of wait on that. We'll we'll, t- we'll talk Golden State's offense soon. But what else did you see on on the offensive side of the ball for the Cavs? They started off. LeBron James was running most of the plays in the early going, and I think that got him going. Yep, definitely. Kyrie Irving's a lot better off the ball, and then once Kyrie got his confidence up, then he started playing on the ball, showcasing his dribbling skills, and then he got going that way. I think that's that's what they need to keep doing. Yeah, let LeBron James get him going first, and then let Kyrie get involved. 
Yeah, we were saying in the last pod uh, with Ryan and with Steve also, I was saying they need to run more Golden State kind of an offense, and they yeah. did. They ran Kyrie off the ball more. They ran a lot of high screen stuff for Kyrie, which I mm-hmm. thought was, was key. That's um, kind of a Golden State staple. Uh, yeah. They, yeah, they used that against them really, really well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, LeBron basically played the Draymond Green role for the very beginning. Yep. It was, it's crazy how, uh, mm-hmm. how they were able to change it around like that. Yeah. So the X factor was Richard Jefferson, who I thought played pretty well. Um, they used him a ton, 33 minutes. What a pipe. I thought he was going to play like 26, 27. Yeah, uh, exactly. When I, when I heard he was starting. And, man, they, play, they let him go. Uh-huh. Uh, he would have been almost at 40 had not been for garbage time. So what do you, do you think that was like a luck factor? Or how do you think that – what do you take away from him having so much success and so much playing time? I mean, Cavs are going to go small. I mean, Richard, they're, they're going to have to give him 30 minutes, I think. He think he's earned that. He played really well. He all, he's 4 or 7 from the field. He defended actually surprisingly well. And he can still move pretty good for a 35-year-old. I think you stick with him. Don't fix what's not broken. Yep, Kevin yep. Love's broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're going to play him. I mean, his defense, and he gets easy shots um, kind of by design. They, uh, obviously, they don't want uh, LeBron or... They were okay with Kyrie beating him last night, and he did. Um, yeah, I, I thought the Warriors were going to win unless Kyrie went off, and Kyrie yeah. went off. So, yeah. Uh, and then J.R. Smith was another guy who really came around. A dreadful 1-2 games and 20 points last night. 7-13 with five threes, no turnovers. So he touched the ball. He was, he was making it count. Plus 33 in 38 minutes. That's a team high. And the re- another reason I think Jefferson plays is because if you look at the bench, none of them have played well. Oh. Shumpert was terrible. Yeah. They, I mean, that's crazy. Uh, up until the fourth quarter, what, the bench had, I don't think any bench guy had more than, like, six, five, six minutes. Like, they just played, like, all right, starters go. Exactly. <laughs> so. Cheney Fry had 12, Shumpert had 17, and the rest of them had under seven. For the total, right? Yeah, total. Yeah. Let me put, I'm going to look up their uh, their first half. Stats. I mean, it was pretty much straight up. We'll just play these guys here. Uh, anything it, else? Did you see? Um, who else? What do you think about uh, Fry? Like he, like I said, he played two minutes at power forward, but mostly at center. A ghost. He yeah. was a ghost. He didn't do anything. Yeah. Got a couple fouls, but that's about it. Do you so take he him ruined out? His, he ruined his chance. I mean, Lou said after game one he wanted to play Fry more. He didn't do it in game two. He gave him a small chance in game three, and it didn't work. So. I don't think you can play him. I think you give his minutes to Jefferson. Yeah. Love, obviously, if Love comes back, you give those minutes to Love. Yeah, if Love's back, he, he, takes, he comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first half minutes, uh, every starter played at least 19 minutes Jeez. in the first half. And then Shumpert played six, Dovidova played six, Fry played five, and Moskov mm-hmm. played two. Yeah. So that was the two minutes of the, the Fry lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, LeBron played. I was I had LeBron at about forty five minutes, and he played twenty two in the first half, so he would have been yeah. right right there. Crazy, How much did he, he didn't play all in the fourth quarter? Did he? I don't remember. I don't Maybe think a couple so. Minutes. Let's check real quick. So fourth quarter minutes. Whoops, that's. I had, I had first half. The, for, the fourth quarter is not in the first half, you guys. <laughs> um, LeBron did not. Oh, no, okay. he did. No, he did actually. Three four minutes or something. No, I played a lot. I had that oh right. wow. Yeah, it says he played 7.4. I kind of turned it off at the end. Yeah, it was over in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't want to blow that thing. Yeah. So Dante, yeah, they pretty much pulled garbage time in about five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, Dante Jones got his five minutes. James, <laughs> James Jones, well, keeping up with the Joneses. And Jones, yep, garbage so. time specials. Yeah. All right, so change gears to anything you want to add for... That's Kaz, basically Kaz it. Side. I mean, if there wasn't a blowout, there'd be more to talk about, but yeah, it was. Sure. All right, so Warrior side, um, their offense was really stagnant, and I mm-hmm. think their big adjustment, and we talked about this too, is you got to go over the top of screens uh, mm-hmm. against the Warriors, and they were really good at that. Um, they, they kept hedging high, and they switched a heck of a lot better. Maybe that's because they went smaller. So, but I mean, this is the same thing we said when the, the Thunder were up three one. We were like, all right, they're hedging yeah. high and cutting off on the high screens, and then they kind of tweaked their offense a little bit, played Curry even more off the ball, and I think they're gonna. I think that's the adjustment there. Yeah, I think you should give Clay, let Clay and Draymond run the offense, get Curry going the other way. Now, did you hear that um, that post game interview? I think that, I thought that was pretty funny. The guy asked um, Kyrie Irving, he's like. You guys have frozen the pond on the Splash Brothers, and did you see that? That was kind of stupid. Like, really? Yeah. It's two one. Like, there's nothing to worry about. Yes, Curry and Clay haven't been great, but they'll get it going eventually. There's nothing really to worry about. Yeah, as long as they're winning games, man. And they missed. They missed a lot of threes. A lot of them were open. Uh, I think they had sixty. About two thirds of their three pointers were contested. So credit Cleveland there. I think it was only like forty five, forty six percent. And yeah, one and two on contested threes, uh, and that's that's total. That's not percent shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Harrison Barnes though? Yeah, he was great, good, man. Yeah, great on the glass. He had a, uh, I want to say like four or five nice contested rebounds. Yeah, uh, to kind of keep him in the game. Uh, shot the ball really well. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's kind of all for naught. It's tough to see him have a, a good game when they didn't need it. This is why someone's going to give him a max deal though. Yeah, the potential's there, and the the rising salary cap. Someone's going to give it to him. Yeah, he made himself a little. He's having a really bad postseason. So he Definitely needed that one. Do you? I, I thought they went a little late going to Igadala. I thought they should have brought him in earlier. I thought they should have started him in the third quarter right out of the gate. I was kind of surprised at that. We've been saying this since the OKC series. They should they they, sh- they should be starting Igadala right now. Yeah, he should be getting thirty six, thirty seven minutes in this series. And Bogut looked terrible. Oh my God! Like when Bogut's off, the Warriors are off. Like when you look at the box score and you see Bogut play twelve minutes, usually the Warriors aren't doing too hot because yeah. Steve Kerr isn't going to go back to them when they when they go down. Yeah, they were. Do you, do you make a switch? Um, I mean, it's only one game, so since there's no since they're not playing Mozgov, I can see them definitely making a switch because he's not Andrew Bogut's not a good matchup on Tristan Thompson. I don't think. So I would I would maybe put Draymond Green at center, move Iguodala to the lineup, and just what if he started the death lineup right away? I think yeah, that'd be awesome. That's what they did last year. Yeah. So I think yeah I think that's the move too. Um, I would go for it. I would probably give it one more half. Mm-hmm. I would I mean because it really worked very well game one and two. Uh, they were beat to the punch. They really upped the tempo against them and all that. So if it doesn't go well out of the gate in Game Four, then I would just straight up start Iguodala over Bogut in, in the third quarter, and then go from there. If you think about it, if they do, if the Cavaliers don't start Kevin Love, I think they start the death lineup. The Warriors do. Yeah. Because it's who else would you start? You know, you can't put Bogut in and then have him guard Tristan Thompson and then LeBron James is at the four against Draymond. I think you definitely need Iguodala in there. Yeah, death lineup is actually pretty bad. Uh, they played six minutes together last night, uh, minus fifty-seven net rating, a whopping mm-hmm. one forty-six defensive rating. So <laughs> that's 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 unacceptable. Uh, the momentum really, was already gone, though. Yeah. Oh fair. yeah. Yeah. 
well, so the second quarter they had kind of a bad run with that group. Like when they were they were starting to get it, get it going. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of faded. Yeah, they um, death lineup was minus seven points. It started hot and then it fizzled out at the end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's Iguodala and I, I've been saying Iguodala all playoffs needs to play more. Yeah, and he played. I mean, he played a decent amount. He probably would have hit thirty four, thirty five. But uh, yeah, I would have liked to see more Sean Livingston too. Yeah, he's been great. Yeah, another solid game from him last night. The turnovers were hit a couple bad turnovers. Let him run the offense. Give Curry off the ball a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would play him. He uh, out of the post. Like I like him there, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I trust him to run my offense. It's great. He's been much better though. Yeah. yeah, I think running through Draymond kind of makes sense and put a little bit yeah. more pressure on. But LeBron was great on defense, so yeah, yeah. Not, not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't freak out. It's one game. Yeah, exactly. We both said before the podcast we think it's still going five games. Yeah, I think so too. Six at the worst. Not a hard adjustment to make, um, they, mm-hmm. especially since they had the same exact problem in the last series. So I mean, this had... this Warriors team lost the game to the Rockets. I mean, they're prone to bad games. I mean, they'll bounce back. So. Yeah, live by the three, die by the three, right? Exactly, like yeah. Charles Barkley would say. <laughs> no good shooting teams can win titles. Yeah. Uh, so who else? Um, Draymond. You talk about Clay got hurt. Yeah, Clay cut a, a knee to the thigh from Timofey Mozgov, called the play dirty, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, you could go. I would say it wasn't. I mean, setting a hard screen did kind of kick his leg out a little bit. So it yeah. wasn't the cleanest screen you'll ever see, but what kind of I mean, if you're a clean screener, you're probably a bad screener. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, he should be fine. He's probably feeling it today, but he'll be out there. I wouldn't be concerned. Nothing treatment can't fix. Yeah, just a small dead leg. He'll be fine. Yep. Any uh, anything else? That's pretty. I got nothing good. else for the Warriors. Yeah. All right. So we both have. You think the Warriors come back and win Game Four? Then. Yeah, they win. I think. If you lose game four, this series could go seven. So I think you definitely have to win game four if you're the Warriors. You don't yeah. want to give the Cavs two straight wins. Yeah, especially in, after a 30-pointer like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to get free, man. I mean, they're not going to go nine at 33. I think half of their shots in the second half were three-pointers. And mm-hmm. quite a few of them are open, too. Uh, yeah. So they just were missing shots. Um, so, yeah, all that cliché. Uh, hot and cold, and uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, they're going to have bad games when you're relying on your jump shooting so much. And really, what um, they actually shot the ball pretty well at the rim last night, but they didn't have a nearly as much volume. I think they only had like uh, eight shot, eight makes at the rim, which is, is not good. You need to get you need to get close to fifteen twenty, right? So that was they really got that that slow start really got them out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. But they did kind of they did cut it close in the second quarter, and then. Cavs just went off in the, in the third, yeah. thirty-eight point third quarter. Uh, um, all right, anything else? Uh, nope. oh, uh, I wrote down that uh, Draymond. He had said the Warriors, um, everything was peaches and cream to them, which was very funny. Reminded me of a uh, one twelve song from like way way back in the day. Um, and then, and then Kerr said the Warriors were soft. So. Draymond Green is like the best quote machine out there right oh, now. Yeah, I love that's it. That's great. <laughs> uh, anything, anything else? Just move on to some notes here? Nope. Let's okay. move on. Okay, so the big news for today is Jeff Teague. He had said he was playing through a, a slight tear in his patella tendon. Uh, so that's a grade two, uh, grade two sprain most likely or a strain. It's a tendon slash it's a muscle. So 
He didn't look right. I thought he shot the ball well. We always saw him lose playing time to Dennis Schroeder, which was a very common occurrence. And the Schroeder mania was going crazy for a, a few weeks there. So, And then there's also the 76ers trade rumors, him for Noel, which yeah. is a very uh, curious move there, especially with this news coming up now. So what do you um, what do you make of the the Teague news? Who's been you know he's, he, the knock on Teague has been his ankles. His ankles yeah, exactly. We we've, we've heard th- we've heard about his ankles all season, and we just presume that now towards the end of the season we did hear like some knee soreness. Like I saw he was probable on the reports for some knee soreness occasionally, but they never said anything about a patellar tendon tear. Yeah, I mean, good grief, he's been playing through that all season. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, that's that's uh, really bad. Yeah, I get. But Patoa tendonitis is a jumper's knee, so that's yeah. Kawhi that's Leonard had that, I think, rookie year. Yeah, he's he's had yeah that that's been that's held up pretty well for him. Yeah, that, that quad tendon thing, I think he had. Um, but yeah, we'll see what uh, uh I think he'll be fine. Not going to get surgery. He's still it's not like a recurring thing for him. So, well, would you trade Teague for Noel uh, on either end? Do you think it's a fair deal or what? I would have traded Schroeder for uh, Noel. Yeah, I don't. I think that's a better fit for both teams. You and I don't like Schroeder at all. <laughs> not really, no. It's too makes too many mistakes. Not that great yep. of a shooter. He shot the ball better last year, given that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's I a better fit for Philly too, I think. I mean, Jeff Teague makes him a, a lot better, but Hawks shouldn't trade Jeff Teague, man. Unless they're doing a, a total rebuild, there's there's no way. Yeah, if they lose, Hor- and, if they keep Horford, they shouldn't really. But I think that's real- what they're banking on. And real quick, why would the 76ers trade Noel instead of Okafor? I just think because he's due for extension sooner because he's been in the league longer. Probably don't want to pay him, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like if you if you trade him, you don't have to pay him. You could you could deal with Okafor's rookie contract and then the mm-hmm. the, the offer sheets and all that till you have to hit restricted free agency right uh, down the line. Like we're seeing with guys like Bradley Beal now, uh, Barnes now. Who shot it down mm-hmm. last year? So you're kind of pushing it back a little bit. Yeah. So, so you don't. Do you see this trade happening though? Noel for Teague? I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think it makes sense really. I just. I don't. I mean, it's. I mean, if they lose Horford, then yeah. yeah, there's a little bit more incentive. But I think Horford stays. So yeah. the Hawks. The Hawks are all right. They're but losing Bazemore would hurt. They need to bring him back. Yeah. So I think they explored that trade just in case Horford leaves. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So changing gears here. A uh, little Jordan Clarkson news. Uh, apparently, the Lakers want to keep him, and ESPN's Ian Bagley was saying that the the Knicks are gonna go after him, um, which isn't a surprise. He's basically just piecing it together. The Lakers want to uh, bring him back and keep him uh, with the restricted free agency, so they had to pony up. Um, but what do you think about uh, Clarkson? He'd be a great fit with Hornacek, but obviously the Lakers are gonna want to keep him, especially with Luke Walton coming to town. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks have been um, linked to pretty much every single point guard in the NBA <laughs> in the last two weeks. Um, so as much as they want Clarkson, he'd, he'd be a great fit in New York, but the Lakers aren't going to let him go. I mean, he's a homegrown player. Might as well keep him, man. they got plenty of cap space. Kobe Bryant's contract's off the books. Roy Hibbert, gone. Thank God. I'm a Lakers <laughs> fan, so love that. And so keep Clarkson, man. Clarkson, Russell, Randall, that's your foundation right now. You add Brandon Ingram and... You got a really good team for the future, so stick yeah, with it. Clarkson was a thirty-five percent three-point shooter last year, uh, and he kind of tailed off too. He only shot thirty-one percent mm-hmm. in March, and then thirty-two percent in 
April. So uh, a weak finish from him from three. Uh, the attempts went way up also. He shot six per game yeah. uh, down the stretch. So that's something to watch. Uh, pretty much, I mean, his yeah, his three-pointers went up from December to January. Every month they went up from not uh, starting in December. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I mean, they really, really went to him more. And he can. I mean, he was not a good shooter when he first came up. And he's coming around now. So yep. if, if that's the missing piece of the puzzle. Great fit. You love the pace. He really likes to slash. So he, he could have a, a nice little breakout. And I would say he's more of a better uh, on-ball guy where he could play D'Angelo kind of off. D'Angelo mm-hmm. definitely has more upside as a three-point shooter. Right. So, nice little tandem. I'm sure Luke Walton's coming up with some nice schematic stuff to use both those guys. I think Clarkson and Russell are really good fits beside each other. Yeah, I agree. What do you um, – so, Annie, th- no chance the Lakers – No chance, man. Yeah. I mean, he's he's still a young player. The max contract's not going to be too much money. And with all that cast space in the world, I mean, who else are the Lakers going to get in free agency? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I can see them maybe getting a Harrison Barnes or a Zeele just because of Luke Walton, but – Still, there's plenty of room for Clarkson, so keep him. Harrison Barnes, you think so? Yeah, I mean, Walton loves Harrison. Yeah. And then Ingr- they go Ingram, too? Yeah, they go Ingram, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Ben Simmons is a lock at number one now, yeah, they say. like it, yeah. Everything I've read says he's going first. Yep. Uh, okay, so we actually had a question about the draft. Uh, looking at the Celtics, number three, that's kind of... Because that's the, that, that's the talk now, because we have mm-hmm. Simmons going one, Ingram going two... They have a lot of options. They have we've we've seen all season Brad Stevens mess around with his front court rotation. So Bender comes to mind, and they could go. They're going to go big. I mean, they're going to go mm-hmm. with a four or a five. Uh, I was watching some Bender stuff, and I wasn't really too impressed. Uh, doesn't have a great post game from what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically like a three and a four's body. So yeah, he's got to fill out, and and you really got to adapt to play the post. Uh, I mean, it's a he's coming in at the right time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as a perimeter guy, pretty good in transition, runs the floor pretty well. So, um, if you're the Celtics, I mean, that pick could be traded too. Um, with all the assets they have, they have the 16th pick as well. So, what do you think at three? Okay, if the if the Celtics, if the Celtics keep it, I think there's a 67 percent chance they trade it. I mean, the Celtics want to take a leap this summer. And they're not going to do it with the number three pick. So if they do keep the pick, I think they go Jalen Brown, Marquise Chris, or if they're feeling lucky, I think they go Dragon Bender. Like like you said, I'm not a big Bender guy. Like the reason he's so high is I mean people saw all these tweets by Chad Ford like a year ago where like, oh my God, Bender, he's the next big thing. He's better than Przingis. He's the number one pick. Like Chad Ford went off, and like everyone's like, okay, yeah, Bender's so good. He's really not. I mean, he didn't even play that much this year overseas, and like, he's just not ready yet. Yeah. So I, I think I think they go Jalen Brown, Marquise Chris. Those are those those players have star potential right now. So yeah, Brown looks pretty good. Except he, mm-hmm. uh, if he could shoot a little bit better, I'd feel a little bit better about him. But yeah, he, his I shooting mean, he's, improved though. He apparently hit like seventy eight of one hundred threes at a workout. Yeah, I saw that. In a, pretty crazy. A, a team record mm-hmm. for for that. So he's he's looking looking pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I think that, I mean they got to go for. Could could he play? He's only six seven, so I don't think he really fits as a. In today's NBA, you never know. <laughs> yeah, well they already <laughs> had like two three plays, four. Jay, I mean Jay Crowder plays that role already too, so. True, but they yeah. might lose Evan Turner, and that's thirty one, thirty two minutes right there. Yeah. I don't know. So you I never mean, know. They still got Rosie. I think ideally they trade smarter Rosier. I mean. Mm-hmm. 
Which was that was such a weird pick, man. I mean, yeah. so even in hindsight, you're like, all right, why? What's going on with that pick? Even right. when they made it, like, why are you taking another guard? You have Thomas, mm-hmm. you have Smart. So, who knows? Maybe Ian Crowder might be trade bait too. He's got an awesome contract. He's yeah. got a ton of value. Oh, that they you'd have they'd get a haul, man, if, if mm-hmm. they could trade him. Like, definitely. I don't. I, that and the third pick, you could get. I mean, that's a, that's too much for Kevin Love. Yeah, exactly. So what do you, we'll tie it in with Love. Do you think, I mean, Brad Stevens, I think, could really help Kevin Love a lot, probably more so than really any other coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Popovich maybe, you know, like, even still, I think, I think Stevens would be great with him. So do you see them making a run at Kevin Love? I think, if I'm the Celtics, I mean, I, w- I wish they'd go for, like, a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, but apparently he's <laughs> getting along with Jaeger now. Yeah. So I don't think he's stuck there. So I think that's basically the – there's not many other options. They either go for Kevin Love or Al Horford, I think. Yeah, Horford. There's not a lot Horford of good options great. right now. Horford would be mm-hmm. a terrific fit with them. Yeah, yeah some, something's got to go. I mean, they mm-hmm. got to trade all those picks, and they have a huge hole up front. Now it's all season. I mean, Sullinger wasn't. He had a good start, I'd say, but yeah. fizzled out. Wasn't good in the playoffs. Johnson hit and miss. Uh, Olenek, same thing. Jonas big, Jonas big, Rebko was their best power forward in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need to know about their situation. Trade the other guys and let Jordan Mickey play some, and then get a dominant power forward. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah, the, the the power that's and Horford would be so good. What there aren't that many good power forwards coming out in free agency, right? No, I mean they can always go for Kenneth Freed, but I think that'd be dumb. Yeah, because Kenneth Freed's always available. They can have him if they want, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think that'd be stupid to trade for him it's not a good fit no yeah they definitely want someone who could shoot the ball a little bit yeah all right anything else i think that's it i think so too all right so we'll get out of here on that uh game four tomorrow only we'll, we'll not have to wait 10 days this time yeah so, thank god yeah that's nice but yeah it's weird schedule this year I don't, they're not they got away from the sunday tuesday thursday schedule which they yeah i saw that no sunday with. game i was yeah I kind of like cleared my schedule just because of that, and it's yeah, all right? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I feel Monday? like... Yeah, very odd. Huh. All right, so we're going to get out of here on that. Uh, hopefully, well, 30-minute podcast, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys... We tried, think, guys, we tried. Yeah, right? <laughs> Ryan and I went like 45, I think, or something the other day. Jeez. Yeah, for, for just news, <laughs> man. We were really yeah. going at it. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys take care, and we may have a pod tomorrow. We'll see. All right, thanks for coming on, Jonas. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.